Welcome to Whispers to a Bride, where we talk about the stuff no one else is talking about. We are going deep on the emotional aspects of getting married, the stress, drama, and turbulence that affects your own sense of identity and your closest relationships. We are talking about what it means to be a bride and how to navigate the sacred time with more grace and ease. I'm your host, Kara Gassabay. As a life coach and therapist, I'm going to be sharing super practical tips so that you can not only rise to the occasion of your wedding, but also your life. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Whispers to a Bride. I am Kara, and today we are talking about love languages. This is one of my favorite topics to introduce to brides. It's so funny. So many people already know about it. And then every once in a while, there's people who are like, wait, what? And again, some people make such a big deal about love languages. It is sort of a framework for how to show and receive love in a relationship. And it started out just focused on couples. And now it has expanded to kids and friendships and you can use it with parents, but it is a framework developed by Gary Chapman. And it has just become one of the sort of seminal works in terms of just basic relationship skills. And so before I dive into talking about each one of the five languages, I want to just give a little disclaimer that this isn't like the be all and end all. It's not the only thing you need to know and the only framework in which to think about your relationship, but it is so foundational and so sort of illuminating when you start to look at your relationship through these lenses. It can really help you understand when you look back at past relationships, why there was a miss, why you didn't really feel loved or why you felt like the other person never really understood how you were trying to show them how much you cared. And it's probably because there was a little bit of a mismatch in terms of the way you were showing and receiving that love and affection. And so the five love languages is really to understand your partner better. And the one of the criticisms that's come from the whole love language framework is that people take it as a personality test and then they demand that people love them in the way that, you know, in their language. And really the whole idea was to use it to help you express love to your partner. So just kind of keep that in mind. It's very helpful to know yours so that you can communicate it to your partner. And that is the magic, right? When everybody kind of knows what they're working with. And so there is a quiz online, just Google five love languages and you will get links to all kinds of little quizzes. But you can also probably tell just when I talk through them, which category you fit into. And people mostly have two, their primary and their secondary. And again, there's lots of other ways to think about this. This can be informed a lot by culture and gender and you know where you are in your life and trauma and all these other kinds of things. But all of that aside, it is still a very, very, very helpful, basic foundational framework for expressing your love for your partner in a way that it will land the best, right? In the way that it is the most effective so that they really can feel the love that you're trying to show. And that's the whole point, right? It's so sad if 
you have a relationship and the person never really kind of feels it because they were waiting for it to be in one way, but you were always showing it in the other way. And so just under having an understanding is just more than half the battle. So let's get started and kind of roll through these five different ones. And as I'm talking about them, you'll be able to identify your favorite ways of receiving love. So number one, words of affirmation. This is one of the most common ones. And it's just like it sounds. It's all about encouraging, saying nice things, thanking people, empathizing with your partner, really listening to them, right? Like that's telling them great job when they do something and thank you so much for this. And you look really nice. All of those kinds of things mean so much to people whose love language is words of affirmation. So if this is your partner's primary love language, that's when you want to be sending the notes, sending the cards and the texts and saying out loud to them, encouraging words, words of gratitude and words of love and affection, right? This is, I think, I mean, most people really love this. For some people, it means everything, right? Hearing you say it, seeing you write it down, the words are what they can hold on to and take in and really feel in a really specific way. And for other people, they're like, oh yeah, that's nice. It's a word, like they, they like it, but it doesn't go as deep and doesn't hit as hard. Number two, physical touch. So this is all about the non- verbal, right? This is using your body to express the love. So these people really, really resonate with like the hugging, the kissing, the hand-holding, reaching out and patting them on the back. This sort of intimacy is how they feel the most cherished and the most loved and respected and adored. So these people are going to want to be like cuddled at the end of the day. They're going to be wanted to be greeted with a big hug. Every time you reach out and touch them, that really reminds them and calms them and makes them feel really, really appreciated and valued and loved. Sex also comes in, in this category, obviously. And a lot of, obviously a lot of men often really prioritize and understand and feel loved through that way of physical affection. But obviously it goes all the way from sex to like a pat on the back and handholding, right? It's all of the ways that we use our body to really signify and show and express our love. Then there's receiving gifts. So this is all about being not just spending the money, but being really thoughtful and giving something physical. So that that's the whole thing. Some people just really make the whole gift receiving gifts, love language, just all about money and stuff when it's really not. It's really about the gestures and the small little touches when you give someone a gift that really make them feel seen and feel understood and loved because you put the thought and you put the time and you put the care into like selecting something physical and then giving it to them, right? It's a, truly the symbol of love and care and affection that they really resonate with, something that they can hold and tangible and that they can see and that they can understand is just that's for some people, that's what speaks the loudest. That's what sticks in their memory. That's what touches them the deepest. Then there's quality time. This is often right up there with words of affirmation in terms of like how common it is to be someone's top language. And it's all about that focused, uninterrupted, one-on-one -on -one 
fully focused, doing something together, quality time. You're taking a walk together. You're doing getaways together. You are watching a movie together. You're having dinner together, right? It's all these small moments where it's just the two of you. You're not on your phone. You're not distracted. You're not out at a party with lots of other people. You're just doing that one-on-one. And that quality time is something for some people when they're not getting that, just lock the eyes like just the two of you on the couch, like when they're not getting that, they start to feel really depleted and really sort of unnurtured in the relationship. And that's why this one for other people, it's not as important, right? And you can see when these two people are matched, it can be hard if you think that like, oh, we're just on the go and we've always got these people around and we're just go, go, go. But I sent you a text and that should remind you how much I love you. But they're like, no, I need you to like sit with me and be with me do the errands with me. That's how I feel loved. So again, once you know that, you can sort of shift, right? You can imagine where you're like, if my partner really loves quality time, I'll offer to just to ride along with them, you know, while they're dropping something off or doing something. Just that wanting to spend that empty time together is really, really sweet. And it just shows so much care if that's the other person's love language. And then the last one, acts of service. This is really like what it sounds like you're doing something for someone. So this is like the people who love that you bring them their coffee every single morning, or you love that they clean out your car for you, fill it up with gas. They make you breakfast in bed. They do whatever they can to kind of make your life easier, right? This is that, this is some people just adore all those little things you do to make their daily life a little smoother, a little sweeter, a little easier. And so people that express their love through acts of service might not say stuff very often, right? They might not get up and say, oh my gosh, I love you. I'm so thrilled to be married to you. This is the best thing. They might just be like, oh, I express that by having your coffee ready and your car warmed up and the laundry folded, right? That's how they're actually saying to you, I love you, cherish you and adore you. But if you're love language isn't acts of service. You're just seeing them as like doing these things that they like to do. You're not really taking it in that like, oh, this is them expressing their love. And so I hope you can sort of see how there's no right or wrong. There's no better or worse. They're all wonderful. You can use them, use them all. But what's really nice is when you guys, if you and your partner take this quiz to share and so that you know, and you can be reminded, oh, my partner really, really resonates with gifts. So even if I'm not super into gifts, I want to make sure I don't neglect doing the gift thing because it means so much to them, right? Like that's what it's all about. Is like the more we learn about our partner, we can not only meet their needs, but show them the love that we so desperately want to show them. That's why we entered this relationship in the first place is to give and receive that love and affection. And so the more that you know the roadmap to your partner's easiest way of understanding and feeling the love, the better it's going to be for everyone. So I just adore this framework. I think it's just so basic, but also we just miss it so many times, right? And it's also, like I said, it's obviously so important for you and your partner because it is these little things. When we get these little things wrong, we misinterpret them or we don't understand them. We can just miss out on so much of the joy 
that is waiting for us, right? If we fail to see that our husband constantly telling us that we're beautiful and that they love us, like if that just, if those words just start to be meaningless and yet to them, it's like the most sincere way of expressing how they feel, right? You can see the mismatch there, right? Or if it's, if it's the touch, like, and you're not realizing like how much that means to them. And you're like, oh, if I had only known, I would have taken that time to give them that hug and that kiss or hold their hand, right? Like if you knew what it meant, you would have done better. And so I think that is the whole idea around this is the more we know, the better we can do to really show our love and affection because it's these teeny tiny moments, the day in and the day out. That's how you create the foundation of a strong relationship that lasts, right? When your partner's daily needs are being met and they're feeling appreciated and loved, that's what it's all about. It's not about those grand gestures. It's about the day in and the day out and the little tiny moments. That is the key. And this love language framework helps you create those tiny moments that matter the most and that are received the best. So I hope this helps you. Do not wait. Go and take this quiz like right now, or if you already know from listening to me, start to think about what it is for your partner and then map your loving to their language. And it will just be so much sweeter and the love will flow so much easier. And most importantly, it'll be felt deeply. So I hope this is so helpful to you as you are sort of navigating your engagement, obviously pro tip start to look around for your friends and family's love languages too, because that is going to be, especially when sort of wedding drama and conflict pop up, it's such a great way to like beeline straight to their heart. Be like, oh, I know that, you know, my future father-in-law would appreciate an act of service. So I'm going to help rake the leaves at the next family barbecue or whatever. Kind of a ridiculous example, but you know what I mean? You'll know quickly how to like get right to what matters to them. So I am always available on Instagram. Would love to hear your feedback. Would love to talk more about the love languages. Feel free to DM me anytime. And until we meet again, I am wishing you nothing but bridal bliss.